Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. All right, today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love. Fitness. Ah, oh, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So, any else, anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Hey, Magic Makers. Today, I want to talk about something that I I remember, I did a podcast on this a few, probably about a year ago, and I I feel like it needs to be revisited um, because many of you come to me and they're like, oh, Kim, if I only had a plan, I would, you know, be more disciplined. I would lose all the weight. I would, you know, lose the belly fat and all the, all the things. And I just have to ask you, ladies, 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 I plead, we can't always be on a diet. You can't always be on a diet because this is the the cycle that I see. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, good God. And then immediately we're off Googling, clicking, scrolling, trying to find a solution to whatever you just saw in the mirror or whatever the number you saw on the scale. And you're just like, ah, fuck me. I can't believe this is my life. And so then we're off finding the plan, finding the diet, finding whatever you're finding and then thinking that's the solution. And then we diet, we don't get the results that we want, or it becomes too hard. And then we fall off track. And then we're like, ah, I need to get back on track, we find another diet, and then this cycle continues. And, you know, I was looking up some statistics, because I was just like, how many people fall into this? You know, I'm in the industry. So I see it a lot. But I'm like, how many women fall into this? And so what I what I read was, by age 45, at least uh, by age 45, women have been on at least 61 different diets. Like seriously, 61 different diets. I'm no mathematician, but that's a lot of freaking diets for one person, right? In 45 flip, flipping years. And think about it. So what I also read was that most people, uh, the average age women start to diet or to think that they have to change their body, age 10. So seriously, so if we say age 10, for 30 something years, you have found a way to diet, okay? I think that is absolutely 
ridiculous. And 45% of all U.S. women are on some form of a diet in any given moment of time. And here's, I, I have to ask the question for you, you know, if we've been on 61 some odd diets, clearly something's not working. End of story. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200. I mean, have you gotten the results that you're looking for? And most importantly, have you been able to keep that? If you have gone on said diet and you've been able to keep the diet, it doesn't impact your lifestyle. It makes you happy. You feel like this is this is the thing for me. Rock on with your bad self. Goodbye. No need to listen to the rest of the episode. But if you are that person, you are that woman who is like, you know what? I just keep, you know, I'm in this vicious cycle. I'm in this vicious cycle. I'm in this vicious cycle. Keep listening, girlfriend, because I have something for you. Because we need to fully consider that it's our constant dieting that is keeping us stuck. You're working hard in the gym, but you're not seeing any changes in your body. And it can be frustrating when you're putting in all the effort and not seeing any of the results. You may feel like you're doing something wrong. I have been there. Ladies, you've heard it before and you'll hear it time and time again. Nutrition is 80% of the battle when it comes to effective weight loss and fitness. One of the best ways to make sure you are building and keeping your muscle is to eat protein and supplement your diet with essential amino acids. When I look for a supplement, I'm looking for two things. One, something that will help me preserve muscle. And two, something that will give me a boost during my AM workouts. One of my favorite ways to supplement is Perform by Amino Acids Company. The Blue Raspberry is amazing. It's backed by science and 30 years of research from a former Harvard professor and clinical researcher. It builds endurance increases your focus, concentration, and fights muscle breakdown, which us ladies over 40, we need all the help we can get. Want to give it a try? Cool. Check out the link in my show notes and you'll save 30% when you use code FGM for Fit Girl Magic or by visiting the link in my bio. It's amino, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash F-G-M. All right, give it a shot and let me know what you think. It's our constant dieting that is, as we said, you know, many of us are saying, oh, I turned 40 and my metabolism ooh, just hit the shitter. But here's the thing. Did your metabolism really hit the shitter or did we really just beat our metabolism into submission and our metabolism is hiding in the closet because it's afraid of what the hell we're going to do to it next. And it's, you know, I want you to think about, as we talk about our metabolism, we talk about our body, like how are you fueling your body? Are we constantly pulling, 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 you know, no carbs, no sugar, no soy, no, no, no. Or are we finding ways to that make our bodies feel sat, sat, uh, satiated and satisfied or just more like you're hungry. We need to be hungry. We need to suffer. We need to struggle in order for our, in order to get our results. You know, when you work out, are you just like, you know, you know, check in the box? Or by the time you leave that workout, are you like breathing heavy? Do you feel burning in your muscle? Do you have a little bit of a high pro glow? You know, think about it. You know, if we were a car and we were constantly giving it shitty gas, right? My my car requires premium gas. It sucks. Yeah. When gas prices were high, it sucks. But that's my car. It requires premium. I need to put 96 octane in there. If I was putting the lowest octane in it, 
yeah, for a while it would run. But at some point, the machinery in my car would be like, girlfriend, I need something more. And for many of us, our bodies are saying, girlfriend, I need something more. But you're not giving it. You're like, shut up. You don't know. And I hear it regularly. You know, I just did a masterclass a couple months ago. And one of the things we were talking about was energy. And one of the women uh, on the call, uh, she was like, well, I'm only tired when I stop. And I'm like, okay, I want you to listen to what you just said. You told yourself you're only tired when you stop. And that tells me that you are just literally pushing through everything. And I see it all the time. You know, I have shit to do, so I can't be tired. So come on, body. You know, you're dragging your body along like, you know, a stubborn animal that doesn't want to move. And we're not listening. We just completely bypass everything our body tells us. And if you're feeling, if you know, if you felt like this at any point, I got you. I got you. This is what this this whole conversation is going to be about. You know, as we, you know, going back to metabolism, we don't want a fast metabolism because if we have a faster metabolism, that's what kicks off our, our hunger and our cravings. And how many of you have when you like looked in the mirror or got that number on the scale and you said, ah, oh, dang, it's not what I want. Boom, we immediately kick up the exercise. I got to go to the gym and I got to go two, two a days or I got to be there for a certain amount of time. And then aren't you a little hungry on the backside? Aren't you like your cravings? Like it's really hard to resist foods. Instead of that, we don't want a fast metabolism. We want a flexible metabolism. And because we've been on 61 diets, our metabolism is so broken. We broke our metabolism. And it's just like I said, it's just off in the side, just being like, girlfriend, when you decide you want to take care of me, I will come out from hiding. It's like witness protection up in here. So in order to create a more flexible metabolism, a more stable metabolism, be able to balance out our hunger, balance out our energy, balance out our caving, we need to, I'm going to say it, and you're not going to want to hear it, but but you put two to put two uh, fingers in your ear. We got to eat a little bit more. We got to increase our eating. And when I was competing, you know, this is a process that we would instill in our the girls that I coach. This is the process we would instill in the girls that I coach because you know I would say that the competition life can very easily guilty as charged bring you into this yo-yo world where it's like, you know, you really constrict your food, really restrict your food, up your exercise, hit your show. And then it's really easy to just like lose your shit big time. And one of the things um, with the coaching company that I worked with was that we were really big about how do we get you not only to a show, but on the backside of the show. And this is really more about in the competitive space that people talked about this. But now, as you know, we look at the rest of the general population, many women need an off ramp to dieting. You know, it's like, you know, diet after diet after diet after diet, but there's no off ramp. And, you know, no one told them there's an off ramp. You know, many of us were sold this bill of goods that, if I go on XYZ diet, I'm good. And then, you know, we could start eating the way we used to, or that, you know, I did this diet and I would be set for life, or I would have to do this said diet over and over and over and over again. And eventually our bodies, we're pre- our bodies are pretty smart. Our body is like, 
hey, girl, I know exactly what you're trying to do. And I'm going to give it to you. So suck it. And, you know, as we go through, as we go through this diet, I want you to think about what's on the other side, right? You know, you did this 12 weeks or this 30 day thing. What's on the other side for you? What's the, what is the long-term lifestyle? And so many of us don't think about long-term. We're like, we get very short-sighted, very short-term. And I'm all about what is the long term for you? You know, what is going to be realistic for you on the backside of this? Are you excited about what's happening here? Can we make a plan for this in our life, including being social? You know, so many of you struggle with this social being social in, you know, dieting. And we're, you know, I, I, for a long time, my world revolved around when I was going to go to the gym and when I was going to eat. And even now, some of my friends will still kind of be like, okay, oh, you know, there's a gym down the street or, okay, oh, you know, there's a place where here where you can get, you know, a great protein shake. And I'm like, and I kind of cringe because I was like, I taught them that I taught them that that was my life. And if you're, if you're listening to this and you're just like, yeah, wow, that sounds a little like me. And, you know, if you're cool being that way, no judgment, right? That's cool. Rock on with your bad self. But if you're like, you know what? I do want to be able to go on vacation and not be Googling where the closest gym is. I do want to go on vacation and just be on vacation and not feel like I'm going to just like go ahead first into whatever food or drink um, is available, you know, uh, keep listening because it is possible for, for you to get this flexible, efficient uh, metabolism without dieting and for you to feel uh, sane. It's if we do this, right? What, what the approach I'm about to share with you, if we do this, it's, it's a way for us to help us better manage our long-term weight. So it's not these like peaks and the giant peaks and valleys. You know, I like to think about like things like I want you to visualize. Um, imagine there's like this, like um, this horizon, right? There's this horizon and like, this is just life. And then we have like, hey, there's periods of time I'm going to eat a little bit more. And there's periods of time I'm going to eat a little bit less. There's periods of time when I'm going to, I'm going to exercise more. Periods of time I'm going to exercise a little less. And it's these like nice, slow, even ebbs and flows versus this like, oh crap, I'm going on vacation. Double down on my exercise. Double down on my nutrition. Go on vacation. Lose my shit. Ah, fall off the cliff. And then like, I got to make up for the vacation you know, double down, double down. And so it's like, we're always on this crazy roller coaster ride. So if you want off the roller coaster ride, keep listening. So let's just break down what exactly is my metabolism? What exactly is metabolism? It is the rate at which you burn calories. That That's it, right? So it's like, I am different than you, then different from Sarah, then different from Susie, right? So it's like, we can, you know, we can um, calculate that, like, you know, do a theoretic calculation or you know if you want to get fancy dancy there's a, a thing called um a dexa scan and they can you know have you you literally you go there and you um uh, they put a uh a tube in your mouth not like down your throat just in your mouth and you like and you breathe i think it was like for 10 or 10 or 15 minutes you're breathing in this tube and you're and this machine calculates like what it is like what you need your base level of 
calories to survive. And so that's what's called your basic basal metabolic rate. And that's just you just sitting, breathing, blinking your eyes, like just like if you were just to lay in bed, this is the base level of calories that you need. And I'm going to tell you that many of you think that is like 1200 calories for many of you that's well above 1200 calories. Okay, you know, I I recently did um I recently did the DEXA scan. They uh, they just came to um, uh, I live in Cambridge. They just came to Cambridge, and for me, my um, my basal just just to live, I needed fifty. I need almost sixteen hundred calories just for me to sit around and breathe Netflix and Agilent. Right, sixteen hundred calories just to live, and. The, the next thing is that like, what is your total daily energy expenditure? So in my regular life, you know, I'm just doing me, I'm walking around, I'm thinking, I'm writing, I'm doing this podcast, I'm exercising. What is it that I need to just maintain the current weight that I have right now? Like, what am I like, you know, there's, there's not this like calories in calories out. It's like, what is my base level? And my base level of, of calories that I need to like, just to get through my life without feeling like, you know, I'm not over consuming and I'm not under consuming is 2200 calories, right? It's almost 2300 calories that I need to, to keep up with my life. So for me, so if you think about that, there's, so the gap for me is that I need at least 1600 calories just to like live my life. And I need almost 2300 calories just to, to, to maintain what I have. So there's a huge gap. And so many of us like, you know, go from, okay, 2300 calories, 1600 calories, I'm going to eat 1600 calories. And that huge gap is, uh, is where we always are going to feel our hunger. So I'm going to do some, some quick, some quick math here, because, you know, I do not, I, I didn't think about this ahead of time, but I'm doing this on the fly in the moment. And let me, um, my calculator is not coming up while I'm podcasting here. I'm trying to get the calculator. Where is the calculator? Because I want to make a point that is going to be epic and it is not coming up here. And uh, there we go, calculator. So we got 2300 minus 1600. All right, 700 calories. So that's a 700 calories. Is my is my room to play with? I am not going to if I'm if I'm looking to lose weight. I am not going to immediately say I'm dropping down to 1600 calories. That would be too drastic, right? And we all know extremes never last, right? I could probably do it for a couple of days. You know, I have pretty good willpower. Maybe I could do it for a whole month. But at some point, the dam is going to burst. I'm going to like be I'm, I'm going to be restricting too much food. And so again, we. We say, okay, I'm going to eat 1,600 calories. I'm going to fall off, and then I'm going to search, and then I'm going to repeat. You know, so it's this whole thing. So instead of that, I like to tell you know the worries I work with my clients, and I've done a whole podcast on this. Is that I like to look at things, look at dieting as seasons, right? So that there are times when yes, I am dieting, but then there are times that I'm not dieting. I'm working my way back to maintenance or near maintenance. And then there are times when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to really like up my up my food, up my exercise. And then there's times I'm going to bring down my food, bring down my exercise. And it all is very cyclical. And I always tell people that it's 
based on your schedule. And, you know, I like to think about like, we all have different seasons in our life. You know, we have seasons where, you know, like right now I'm in the season where I'm like, you know what, I'm not traveling a lot. I have a little bit more time to uh, commit to exercise. So right now I'm in the season where I'm going to be eating a little bit more. I'm going to be eating closer to my uh, TDEE. And I'm going to be committing to at least five days of strength training. And I'm going to do that for the next probably six to 12 weeks. And then after that, I'm like, you know, it gets a little bit busier for me. So then I'm going to scale back. I'm going to be eating a little bit less. I'm going to be exercising a little less. So that as we go through our life, we aren't always like restrict, restrict, restrict. So that I have those moments of time where it's like, I'm eating a little bit more. I'm eating a little bit less. I'm eating a little bit more, eating a little bit less. And the thing here, and many of us don't like to do it, is that we need to plan, right? Because here's the thing I know about dieting. Dieting takes a toll on your body. For If you're over 40, dieting takes a toll on your hormones. And if you are perimenopausal, menopausal, our hormones are already getting buck wild. They don't need our diet to be to help them out to make our our crazy even more crazy. You know, so it takes a toll on our hormones. It takes a toll on our bodies. You know, so many of us are trying to diet to change our body composition, but taking away food, exercising more is not helping us. For women over 40, you need strength training. Yes, trust me. So many people are like, Kim, I walk. Trust me, I love walking. I love walking. However, when you hit 35, it's a natural part of aging. We are losing three to five percent of our of our, our muscle. And if you think about if you I want you to like fast forward and look at your relatives who are 70 plus. Look at their body composition. There's a lot of jiggle there. And it's not fat, it's muscle that doesn't have definition. That's what you're seeing. If they are losing their muscle definition. So if you don't want to have the jiggly arm or the jiggly legs, make sure you're strength training. And I'm not asking you to strength train three, four hours of gym. I'm asking you to be a bodybuilder unless that's your jam. I'm asking you, can you commit to at least 15 to 30 minutes, two to three times a week, lifting heavy. So the last few reps, feel challenging, but doable. That's what I'm asking you because, you know, there's a woman, um, she's called trained by Joan. She didn't start working out. So she was in her sixties and she looks phenomenal. She's now in, I think her early seventies, she looks phenomenal, but I want you to, to, to like, not let you get to 60 before you say, Oh, I should start lifting weights. I want you to start thinking about that now. So now it's just what you do. And we also feel like, you know, it's not this, I need to go to the gym six, seven days a week. No, boom, I don't got time for that shit no more. Can I go to the, can I make a commitment two to three days, two to three days, 30 minutes or less? Can I get in and out? And trust me, you can't get in and out of the gym in 15 to 30 minutes. If I apply myself, it's not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, Sally social. And, you know, one of the big things for me at the gym is that I've always, that's how I've always been. I don't even talk to my husband at the gym. I'm in and I'm out. I I, I want to say in the 30 plus years that I've been going to the gym, I've made one friend. Like That's it. And Melissa, I know you're listening. I don't even know. You talk to me. 
I when I didn't I don't go to the gym to make friends. It's it's a nice to have for me. I go to the gym because I'm just there to get shit done. I don't want to be there all damn day. Um, so I really want you to think about like that strength training and also like dieting. We are always are charging that willpower battery. You know, can I resist? Can I constrict? Can I this? Can I that? Instead, it's like, let's have those periods where we have a little bit more flexibility in our life. You know, let's have that we're, we have structured flexibility where we're not just like, oh, life got away from me. So I had a whole big pizza. Oh, I had a bad day. So I had a big bottle of wine. We want to be able to start to feel like we have control in our lives and not let life feel like it's controlling uh, us. Um, you know, our bodies are always looking for balance. And if we're always pushing the balance, it's going to be really challenging for our body to find their, you know, their level uh, playing ground, you know, and it can, and, and if you're some, if you're that, if you're that person, if you're listening to me, you're like, but I've been in a deficit for so long and I'm gaining weight. Like, how is that possible? It's because you've been in a deficit for so long. And that's why we're having this conversation so that we can say, you know, maybe raising your cal. If you've been in this, like, you know, like I said, it takes me 1600 calories just to live. If I've been sub 1600 calories for a long time, my body is like holding on to those calories because it's like, I need this just to keep your ass alive. You know, so I want you to really think about if I've been like, do you even know how many calories you're taking in? And yeah, I'm not one of those people that are going to make you track forever, but I'm one of those people who is like, we need data, not emotions. And when we have data, you can say, Kim, this is what I eat on an average day. We can start to make edits. We can start to say, oh, girlfriend, you're eating not, you're not, you're eating like a damn bird or girlfriend, you're eating way too much of this or not enough of this. And for many of you listening, I'm going to say that. 90% of you are not eating enough protein. And that's, that's facts. And, you know, I know I recently finished my belly fat program. And uh, when I was doing exit interviews with the women, you know, one of them said, you know what, Kim, the one thing I really learned the most out of the program was that I wasn't eating enough um, protein. And now that I'm eating, especially at dinner. And now when I eat more protein at dinner, I am finding that I'm not having that post-dinner snack. I'm not feeling, you know, snacky after dinner. And if many of you are feeling snacky throughout the day, I really want you to say, how much protein am I getting? Because protein takes a while for your body to churn through that. That's why, you know, everyone's like beating the the um, the protein um the protein drum. And so when we start to give ourselves a li- those moments in time when we're not following a diet, when you're not restricting, when you're not depriving, and we're giving our bodies more food, it's strategic, right? We are we are being strategic in how we're planning, uh, planning through this. And one of the biggest challenges is that many of us don't have a plan, right? We just like, we wake up one day and the emotion takes over us. So we look in the cal- we look at the scale and we're like, oh dang, I must, and then we're running off. Or vacation, ooh, two weeks away, I gotta restrict. So it's like here's where we kind of sit back and we say, okay, you know, um, I'm a quarterly person. I'm an I live in 90 day sprints, is, is the way I live. And you know, I look and I'm like, okay, what's like, you know, so if you know how, what 90 days are so it's like january to march and then you can look from april 
to June, July to uh, April to June, and then July to September, and then October through December, right? You could do it that way. Um, you could do it by the seasons, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, March 20-ish, 21st-ish is spring, June 21st-ish, June 20th, June 21st is summer, um, September is fall, you know, so you can do it that way, you know, or you could just look at your life and say, you know, um, and I've shared this multiple times, I have a client who does taxes. So basically, from February 1st, through May 1st, she's in a shitstorm. So, you know, for her, February through uh, May, that's like uh, out of the game, right? So then it's like, you know, she can really from May 1st forward, she's like, you know, I could spend more time eating more, exercising more. So it's like, we all have our different ways. So we have, here we have to be strategic. And so, yeah, sure, the scale might go up. But you all know I'm not a fan of the scale. The scale only measures your relationship to gravity. But I, I want you to think about during this break, during this diet break, during this moment of time when I'm not dieting, I'm just listening to my body, fueling my body. You might put on a little bit more scale weight, but I want us to flip, flip to our non-scale things. And it's like, do I have less hunger? How's my sleep? You know, if I am perimenopausal, am I having less perimenopausal systems? You know, is are my hot flashes uh, de- decreasing? Do I have less joint pain? Um, am I sleeping better? Is my energy better? You know, what's my mental like capacity? Am I less anxious, less depressed, less moody? You know, so those are the non-scale things that we start to start to think about. Like, how do I feel when I'm in the in the gym? Do I feel like I'm I'm able to get in like a better lifts? Am I be able to like feel energized before and after the gym? And that's what as we start to take this these diet breaks, that's what we're looking for. And as we're doing this, you know, we're slowly adding on the calories. So step one is for you to spend seven days tracking your food. It could be physically on a piece of paper. It could be, you know, using an app. Um, I've been using my fitness pal since my fitness pal came out. Um, you could use my you could use my fitness pal, but we start to, we need to have you need to have data, right? Where what's going on with you? What am I consuming? So you kind of have this understanding about what it is that you're consuming. There are also um, and I'll put in the show notes, I'm gonna write myself a note here. You could also put down um, a calculator. You could also go online and, and find a calculator to see what your uh, you know BMR is and what your um, total daily expenditure is. You, you can do that. But let's just say you know it. So we're going to use the numbers that I shared with you earlier. So I know that my um, tail, total uh, total energy exp- uh, total daily energy expenditure is roughly 2,300 calories. So if I don't, you know, I don't need to eat up to 2,300 calories if I'm trying to like lose just, you know, just a little bit of weight. So what I'm going to say is like, that's where I'm going to start. Like, I know that if I have over that, then I'm definitely going to be in a surplus, right? So that means I'm going to start to store fat. So I'm going to say to myself, all right, if I know how many calories I'm eating and I know that my max out is 2,300 calories, I'm going to say, say I'm making this number up, say that I'm eating roughly 1900 calories. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to start by eating anywhere from 2000 
to 2100 calories. That, that's where I'm going to a day. This is per, per day. It's 2000 to 2100 calories. That's where I'm going to, to start. If I, if I, if I'm eating, say 1900 calories, again, I'm making these numbers up. So first week, I'm going to be eating 1900 calories and I'm going to be seeing, seeing how, seeing how I'm, I'm, uh, seeing how I'm feeling. And then slowly, and I'm going to do this for about, I'd say minimum six weeks, minimum, up to 12 weeks. And I'm just going to see this, see how I feel. And I can play with increasing my calories. I could I could play with slowly increasing my calories. But I'm going to tell you that use it with data, not emotion. So that it's a small increase, a small increase. And that it's it's a baby step process, right? And so the, the first place I want to look at is that what am I eating? The, is the focus of protein, right? No one, no one ever got fat eating too much, you know, chicken or fish or salmon. No one ever said, "Oh my God, I lost my shit. I I had four hundred chickens." Right? No one. The only person I've ever known is this, this guy Lionel, and he was a uh, he was an MMA fighter, and he would eat a whole damn chicken. Like like that was his lunch, eating a whole freaking rotisserie chicken. And I remember just watching in awe, like. I don't think I could ever eat a whole chicken in one sitting. Like I would just be like, I would explode. No one could ever eat that much protein. And if you can, um, please write in because I'd love to meet you. But as we are going through this process, let me just recap what I talked about. You can't diet forever. Bottom line, end of story. If you feel like you've been on a diet, 61 diets, if you're 45 or older, you've been on at least 61 diets, or you feel like you've been on maybe 100 diets, this is for you. Step one. Tell yourself, I can't always be on a diet. Diets are never always going to be the 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 end all be all to help you get through this. So step one, I gotta I gotta you know understand what's going on with me right now. So I gotta seven seven days track your food, paper, and write down portions right so that you can see what's going on. I like numbers. Like numbers give me like, ooh, I didn't know that if I ate a cup of that, it had this, this, and this in me. I need the numbers. But some of you, the numbers might overwhelm you. I, I get that. So then when we have that seven days, like, and we're just going to eat without. Like, eat as a regular person, not try to be good, on point. Eat as a regular person, just assess and gather the data. Step two, now we have the data. We're like, okay, this is how many calories I am normally taking in. So I'm, again, making this number up. All right, I'm eating on average 19 to 19 to 19 to 200 calories. Great. So that's that's where I'm starting. So then we're going to use that uh total daily expenditure calculator. So I'm making, you know, using my numbers just cuz so we have something. So my max out is 2300. So I'm at 1900, I max out at 2300. So I'm like, okay, if I start to have about if I try my best to have 2000 calories every single day. That's, that's the focus. Do my best to have 2000 calories a day. Great. That's the plan. I'm going to keep that plan easily for two weeks. See how I feel. The feel, do you notice how I see I feel? Not see what the scale says. See how I feel. How's my sleep? How's my mood? How's my hunger? How's my energy? How's my craving? And so from there, so we have two weeks of this, right? Just checking that, checking that stuff out. And then we can say, okay, this is what we do. We're observing, we're monitoring, and then we come back and then we analyze and evaluate and say, okay, I feel good with 2000. 
and I'm going to stick with it. Or, you know what, let's go to 2100, right? It's a small increase. And we're going to do this again, minimum, I'd say six weeks and just tweak, tweak, tweak so that our bodies like start to be like, okay, we could find out where we feel good. So that if we do decide to ever get, we probably will go back into a diet phase when we say maybe, you know, you got a, a reunion or wedding or something coming up, we can say, okay, I'm going to bring it down again, slowly. I want you to think about like, um, many of you listen to me, it's our, our, our over 40. And so remember the old school, like radio, radio with a big dial and, you know, certain stations, like if you were driving along certain stations at a certain point, you had to like really play with the dial in order for it to come in. That's what I want you to think about. Like we, we're playing with a dial here and there's no black and white. There's this is this is very nuanced. And this is one of the things that I work with clients on. And so if you're like, you don't want to do this on your own, you don't have to do it on your own. Raise your hand. Let me know. I want to be there to help and support you as best I can. Because this is this is a process, right? This is like being very strategic. It's like creating a plan and sticking with the plan. And one of the biggest challenges I see with people is that you get squirrely. Technical talk there, sorry. You get like to the point. Um, all right, I'm trying to think of a metaphor. Okay, here's the metaphor. So probably about seven or eight years ago, I went to New Zealand. And if you didn't know this, I didn't know it either because ugly American alert. New Zealand is two separate islands. And so there's North Island, South Island. And depending on what island you're on, they call it crossing the gap. And so for many of us, you know, if we are on one island trying to get to the next island and we're crossing that gap, sometimes we get into the middle of the gap and we could see where we came from. And we're like, we know exactly what we're going to get. We should just go back. We should just go back. to We know exactly what we're going to get versus going to the other side, we don't know what we're going to get. And we get nervous. We uh, we get, um, you know, one of the base level human uh, uh, needs, base level human needs is certainty, right? We need certainty and trust. And we are certain and trust the results we're going to get if we go back. But we're not certain and we don't trust the results we're going to get if we go forward. And so when you get to that point, that squirrely point, that point where you're right in the middle of the gap that you're like, damn, this is hard. It's uncomfortable. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to stop or find something else, right? You're, you're, you you get, that's the only kind of like, we've been, we've trained ourselves to either fight or move. And so here's where a coach says, Sharon, keep going. Sharon, you got this. You know, Tammy, keep moving forward, you know, or, okay, what, you know, what are the smaller steps we can take? You know, maybe you feel like your the steps are too big. You know, I always work with my, my reps method. You know, I always want you to think about what's realistic for me right now in this moment. You know, what am I excited about? What can I make a plan for in my life? And ultimately, uh, sustainability. And this this approach right here, where we have these diet breaks, where we're no not always finding a way to restrict, constrict, deprive, where we're like, you know what, we're we're slowly, strategically adding in a few more calories, so that 
we can have this long-term sustainability. So it's not always like, you know, feeling hungry, not always feeling like, oh, I, I just want, I just, I just need a break. You know, um, I remember one of my clients said that to me. She's like, Kim, I just feel like I'm just always dieting. And I'm like, could you walk? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no one was here that, but yeah, you feel like you're always dieting. If this sounds like you, let's have a conversation. You know, I want to be able to support you through this. You know, I give a lot of information here. And it's not for you to like go off and try to do it on your own. It's not for you to, to feel like you only can work with me. I mean, clearly I'm amazing, but I want you to feel like you support. You know, when I work with my client, we're a team. You know, it's like we, it's, 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 it's teamwork. It's not, you know, Sharon, do this or die. It's like, okay, Sharon, here are some steps. What are the steps you feel comfortable with right now? Because if you don't feel comfortable with the steps, at some point you're going to stumble and then you're going to be like, see, doesn't fucking work. She's wrong or I suck or, you know, all the negative talk versus, okay, I stumbled. This isn't the path for me. Can we do something different? Can we tweak this a little bit? Right. Because there's always, you know, there's like six steps, right? We get the data. What does the data tell us? How can we take that data and make tweaks to it? Do the tweaks see how it works and then evaluate it and just always follow up that loop, follow up that loop, follow up the loop. There's always tweaks that can be made along the way. And tweaks, like I said, is that radio station dial. It's not this like whoop, wild swings. It's small strategic swings. It could be just removing a teaspoon of this, a tablespoon of that, or adding in a teaspoon or a tablespoon of that versus like full food groups are gone or full, um, cups of this are gone, right? So if this has resonated with you at all, do me a favor, screenshot this episode and say, Kim, I get it. This makes so much sense. All right, ladies, have a fabulous day and I will chat with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.